0: Welcome to Radio Read-Along, a podcast for the whole family, featuring dramatic, word-for-word readings of classic stories for all ages. In today's episode, Megan Andrews reads chapters 3 and 4 of Peter Pan by J.M. Barry. You may follow along in your own copy of the story, or sit back, relax, and let your mind's eye do the work. CHAPTER three. COME AWAY! COME AWAY! For a moment after Mr. and Mrs. Darling left the house, the night lights by the beds of the three children continued to burn clearly. They were awfully nice little night lights, and one cannot help wishing that they could have kept awake to see Peter. But Wendy's light blinked and gave such a yawn that the other two yawned also. "'and before they could close their mouths, all the three went out. "'There was another light in the room now, "'a thousand times brighter than the night lights. "'and in the time we have taken to say this, "'it had been in all the drawers in the nursery, "'looking for Peter's shadow, "'rummaging the wardrobe and turning every pocket inside out. "'It was not really a light. "'It made this light by flashing about so quickly, "'but when it came to rest for a second, "'you could see it was a fairy.' "'no longer than your hand, but still growing. "'It was a girl called Tinkerbell, "'exquisitely gowned in a skeleton leaf, "'cut low and square, "'through which her figure could be seen to the best advantage. "'She was slightly inclined to embonpoint. "'A moment after the fairy's entrance, "'the window was blown open by the breathing of the little stars, "'and Peter dropped in. "'He had carried Tinkerbell part of the way, "'and his hand was still messy with the fairy dust.' Tinker Bell, he called softly, after making sure that the children were asleep. "'Tink, where are you?' She was in a jug for the moment, and liking it extremely. She had never been in a jug before. "'Oh, do come out of that jug, and tell me, do you know where they put my shadow?' The loveliest tinkle as of golden bells answered him. "'It is the fairy language.' You ordinary children can never hear it, but if you were to hear it, you would know that you had heard it once before. Tink said that the shadow was in the big box. She meant the chest of drawers, and Peter jumped at the drawers, scattering their contents to the floor with both hands, as kings toss halfpence to the crowd. In a moment, he had recovered his shadow, and in his delight, he forgot that he had shut Tinkerbell up in the drawer." "'If he thought at all, but I don't believe he ever thought, "'it was that he and his shadow, when brought near each other, "'would join like drops of water. "'And when they did not, he was appalled. "'He tried to stick it on with soap from the bathroom, "'but that also failed. "'A shudder passed through Peter, "'and he sat on the floor and cried. "'His sobs woke Wendy, and she sat up in bed. "'She was not alarmed to see a stranger crying on the nursery floor.' "'she was only pleasantly interested. "'Boy,' she said courteously, "'why are you crying?' "'Peter could be exceedingly polite also, "'having learned the grand manner at fairy ceremonies, "'and he rose and bowed to her beautifully. "'She was much pleased, "'and bowed beautifully to him from the bed. "'What's your name?' he asked. "'Wendy Moira Angela Darling,' "'she replied with some satisfaction. "'What is your name?' "'Peter Pan!' "'She was already sure that he must be Peter, "'but it did seem a comparatively short name. "'Is that all?' "'Yes,' he said rather sharply. "'He felt for the first time that it was a shortish name. "'I'm so sorry,' said Wendy Moira Angela. "'It doesn't matter,' Peter gulped. "'She asked where he lived. Second to the right,' said Peter, "'and then straight on till morning. "'What a funny address!' Peter had a sinking. For the first time, he felt that perhaps it was a funny address. No, it isn't, he said. I mean, Wendy said nicely, remembering that she was hostess, is that what they put on the letters? He wished she had not mentioned letters. Don't get any letters, he said contemptuously. Oh, but your mother gets letters. Don't have a mother, he said. Not only had he no mother, but he had not the slightest desire to have one. He thought them very overrated persons. Wendy, however, felt at once that she was in the presence of a tragedy. "'Oh, Peter, no wonder you were crying,' she said, and got out of bed and ran to him. "'I wasn't crying about mothers,' he said rather indignantly. "'I was crying because I can't get my shadow to stick on. "'Besides, I wasn't crying.' "'It has come off?' "'Yes,' Then Wendy saw the shadow on the floor, looking so draggled, and she was frightfully sorry for Peter. How awful, she said, but she could not help smiling when she saw that he had been trying to stick it on with soap, how exactly like a boy. Fortunately, she knew at once what to do. It must be sewn on, she said, just a little patronizingly. What's sewn? he asked. You are dreadfully ignorant. No, I'm not. "'but she was exulting in his ignorance. "'I shall sew it on for you, my little man,' she said, "'though he was tall as herself, "'and she got out her sewing-bag "'and sewed the shadow onto Peter's foot. "'I dare say it will hurt a little,' she warned him. "'Oh, I shan't cry,' said Peter, "'who was already of the opinion "'that he had never cried in his life. "'And he clenched his teeth and did not cry, "'and soon his shadow was behaving properly, "'though still a little creased. "'Perhaps I should have ironed it,' "'Wendy said thoughtfully. "'But Peter, boy-like, was indifferent to appearances, "'and he was now jumping about in the wildest glee. "'Alas, he had already forgotten that he owed his bliss to Wendy. "'He thought he had attached the shadow himself. "'How clever I am!' he crowed rapturously. "'Oh, the cleverness of me!' "'It is humiliating to have to confess that this conceit of Peter "'was one of his most fascinating qualities.' To put it with brutal frankness, there never was a cockier boy. But for the moment, Wendy was shocked. "'You conceit!' she exclaimed with frightful sarcasm. "'Of course I did nothing.' "'I oh, did a little,' Peter said carelessly and continued to dance. "'A little,' she replied with hauteur. "'If I am no use, I can at least withdraw.' "'and she sprang in the most dignified way into bed "'and covered her face with the blankets. "'To induce her to look up, he pretended to be going away. "'And when this failed, he sat on the end of the bed "'and tapped her gently with his foot. "'Wendy,' he said, "'don't withdraw. "'I can't help crowing, Wendy, when I'm pleased with myself.' "'Still, she would not look up, though she was listening eagerly. "'Wendy!' "'he continued, in a voice that no woman "'has ever yet been able to resist. "'Wendy, one girl is more use than twenty boys.' "'Now, Wendy was every inch a woman, "'though there were not very many inches, "'and she peeped out of the bedclothes. "'Do you really think so, Peter?' "'Yes, I do.' "'I think it's perfectly sweet of you,' she declared, "'and I'll get up again.' "'And she sat with him on the side of the bed. "'She also said she would give him a kiss if he liked.' "'But Peter did not know what she meant, "'and he held out his hand expectantly. "'Surely you know what a kiss is?' she asked, aghast. "'I shall know when you give it to me,' he replied stiffly. "'And not to hurt his feelings, she gave him a thimble. "'Now,' said he, "'shall I give you a kiss?' "'And she replied with a slight primness. "'If you please.' "'She made herself rather cheap by inclining her face toward him.' "'but he merely dropped an acorn button into her hand. "'So she slowly returned her face to where it had been before "'and said nicely that she would wear his kiss "'on the chain around her neck. "'It was lucky that she did put it on that chain, "'for it was afterwards to save her life. "'When people in our set are introduced, "'it is customary for them to ask each other's age, "'and so Wendy, who always liked to do the correct thing, "'asked Peter how old he was. "'It was not really a happy question to ask him,' It was like an examination paper that asks grammar when what you wanted to be asked is kings of England. I don't know, he replied uneasily, but I'm quite young. He really knew nothing about it. He had merely suspicions, but he said at a venture, Wendy, I ran away the day I was born. Wendy was quite surprised, but interested, and she indicated in a charming drawing-room manner by a touch on her nightgown that he could sit nearer her. "'It was because I heard father and mother,' he explained in a low voice, "'talking about what I was to be when I became a man.' "'He was extraordinarily agitated now. "'I don't want ever to be a man,' he said with passion. "'I want always to be a little boy and to have fun. "'So I ran away to Kensington Gardens and lived a long, long time among the fairies.' "'She gave him a look of the most intense admiration, "'and he thought it was because he'd run away,' "'but it was really because he knew fairies. "'Wendy had lived such a home life "'that to know fairies struck her as quite delightful. "'She poured out questions about them, to his surprise, "'for they were rather a nuisance to him, "'getting in his way and so on, "'and indeed he sometimes had to give them a hiding. "'Still, he liked them on the whole, "'and he told her about the beginning of fairies.' "'You see, Wendy, when the first baby laughed for the first time, "'its laugh broke into a thousand pieces, "'and they all went skipping about, "'and that was the beginning of fairies.' "'Tedious talk, this, but being a stay-at-home, she liked it. "'And so,' he went on good-naturedly, "'there ought to be one fairy for every boy and girl.' "'Ought to be? Isn't there?' "'No. You see, children know such a lot now "'that they soon don't believe in fairies.' "'and every time a child says, "'I don't believe in fairies, "'there's a fairy somewhere that falls down dead.' "'Really, he thought they had now talked enough about fairies, "'and it struck him that Tinkerbell was keeping very quiet. "'I can't think where she's got to,' he said, rising, "'and he called Tink by name. "'Wendy's heart went flutter with a sudden thrill. "'Peter!' she cried, clutching him. "'You don't mean to tell me that there's a fairy in this room?' "'She was here just now,' he said a little impatiently. "'You don't hear her, do you?' "'And they both listened. "'The only sound I hear,' said Wendy, "'is like a tinkle of bells.' "'Well, that's tink. "'That's the fairy language. "'I think I hear her, too.' "'The sound came from the chest of drawers, "'and Peter made a merry face. "'No one could ever look quite so merry as Peter, "'and the loveliest of gurgles was his laugh. "'He had his first laugh still.' Wendy, he whispered gleefully, I do believe I shut her up in the drawer. He let poor Tink out of the drawer, and she flew about the nursery screaming with fury. You shouldn't say such things, Peter retorted. Of course, I'm very sorry, but how could I know you were in the drawer? Wendy was not listening to him. Oh, Peter, she cried, if she would only stand still and let me see her. They hardly ever stand still, he said. But for one moment, Wendy saw the romantic figure come to rest on the cuckoo clock. "'Oh, the lovely!' she cried, though Tink's face was still distorted with passion. "'Tink,' said Peter amiably, "'this lady says she wishes you were her fairy.' Tinkerbell answered insolently. "'What does she say, Peter?' He had to translate. "'She's not very polite. She says you are a great ugly girl and that she is my fairy.' He tried to argue with Tink. "'You know, you can't be my fairy, Tink, "'because I'm a gentleman and you are a lady.' To this Tink replied in these words, "'You silly ass!' and disappeared into the bathroom. "'She's quite a common fairy,' Peter explained apologetically. "'She's called Tinkerbell "'because she mends the pots and kettles.' They were together in the armchair by this time, and Wendy plied him with more questions. "'If you don't live in Kensington Gardens now—' Well, "'Sometimes I do still. "'But where do you live mostly now?' "'With the Lost Boys.' "'Who are they?' "'They are the children who fall out of their perambulators "'when the nurse is looking the other way. "'If they're not claimed in seven days, "'they're sent far away to the Neverland "'to defray expenses. "'I'm Captain.' "'Oh, what fun it must be!' "'Yes,' said cunning Peter, "'but we are rather lonely. "'You see, we have no female companionship.' "'Are none of the others girls?' "'Oh, no. "'Girls, you know, are much too clever to fall out of their prams.' "'This flattered Wendy immensely. "'I think,' she said, "'it's perfectly lovely the way you talk about girls. "'John there just despises us.' "'For reply, Peter rose and kicked John out of bed, "'blankets and all, one kick. "'This seemed to Wendy rather forward for a first meeting, "'and she told him with spirit that he was not captain in her house.' "'However, John continued to sleep so placidly on the floor "'that she allowed him to remain there. "'And I know you meant to be kind,' she said, relenting, "'so you may give me a kiss.' "'For the moment she had forgotten his ignorance about kisses. "'I thought you'd want it back,' he said a little bitterly "'and offered to return her the thimble. "'Oh, oh dear,' said the nice Wendy. "'I don't mean a kiss. I mean a thimble.' "'What's that?' "'It's like this.' She kissed him. "'Funny,' said Peter gravely. "'Now shall I give you a thimble?' "'If you wish to,' said Wendy, keeping her head erect this time. Peter thimbled her, and almost immediately she screeched. "'What is it, Wendy? "'It was exactly as if someone were pulling my hair.' "'That must have been Tink. "'I never knew her so naughty before.' And indeed, Tink was darting about again, using offensive language." She says she will do that to you, Wendy, every time I give you a thimble. But why? Why, Tink? Again, Tink replied, You silly ass! Peter could not understand why, but Wendy understood, and she was just slightly disappointed when he admitted that he came to the nursery window not to see her, but to listen to stories. You see, I don't know any stories. None of the Lost Boys knows any stories. How perfectly awful, Wendy said. "'Do you know,' Peter asked, "'why swallows build in the eaves of houses? "'It is to listen to the stories. "'Oh, Wendy, your mother was telling you such a lovely story.' "'Which story was it? "'About the prince who couldn't find the lady "'who wore the glass slipper.' "'Peter,' said Wendy, excitedly, "'that was Cinderella, and he found her, "'and they lived happily ever after.' "'Peter was so glad that he rose from the floor "'where they had been sitting and hurried to the window. "'Where are you going?' she cried with misgiving to tell the other boys oh don't go Peter she had treated I know such lots of stories those were her precise words so there can be no denying that it was she who first tempted him he came back and there was a greedy look in his eyes now which ought to have alarmed her but did not oh the stories I could tell to the boys she cried and then Peter gripped her and began to draw her toward the window let me go she ordered him "'Oh, Wendy, do come with me and tell the other boys.' "'Of course, she was very pleased to be asked, "'but she said, "'Oh, dear, I can't. "'Think of Mummy. "'Besides, I can't fly. "'I'll teach you. "'Oh, how lovely to fly. "'I'll teach you how to jump on the wind's back "'and then away we go. "'Oh!' she exclaimed rapturously. "'Wendy, Wendy, when you're sleeping in your silly bed, "'you might be flying about with me "'saying funny things to the stars. "'Oh!' "'And, Wendy, there are mermaids.' "'Mermaids? With tails? Such long tails!' "'Oh!' cried Wendy, to see a mermaid. "'He had become frightfully cunning. "'Wendy,' he said, "'how we should all respect you!' "'She was wriggling her body in distress. "'It was quite as if she were trying to remain on the nursery floor. "'But he had no pity for her. "'Wendy,' he said, the sly one, "'you could tuck us in at night.' "'Oh, none of us has ever been tucked in at night. "'Oh!' and her arms went out to him. "'And you could darn our clothes and make pockets for us. "'None of us has any pockets.' "'How could she resist? "'Of course it's awfully fascinating,' she cried. "'Peter, would you teach John and Michael to fly, too?' "'If you like,' he said indifferently. "'And she ran to John and Michael and shook them. "'Wake up!' she cried. "'Peter Pan has come and he's to teach us to fly.' "'John rubbed his eyes. "'Then I shall get up,' he said. "'Of course he was on the floor already. "'Hullo,' he said. "'I'm up.' "'Michael was up by this time also, "'looking as sharp as a knife with six blades and a saw, "'but Peter suddenly signed silence. "'Their faces assumed the awful craftiness "'of children listening for sounds from the grown-up world. "'All was as still as salt. "'Then everything was right.' "'No, stop. Everything was wrong. "'Nana, who had been barking distressfully all evening, was quiet now. "'It was her silence they had heard. "'Out with the light! Hide! Quick!' cried John, "'taking command for the only time throughout the whole adventure. "'And thus, when Liza entered, holding Nana, "'the nursery seemed quite its old self, very dark, "'and you would have sworn you heard its three wicked inmates "'breathing angelically as they slept.' They were really doing it artfully from behind the window curtains. Liza was in a bad temper, for she was mixing the Christmas puddings in the kitchen and had been drawn from them with a raisin still on her cheek by Nana's absurd suspicions. She thought the best way of getting a little quiet was to take Nana to the nursery for a moment, but in custody, of course. "'Very suspicious brute,' she said, not sorry that Nana was in disgrace. "'They're perfectly safe, aren't they?' "'Every one of the little angels sound asleep in bed. "'Listen to their gentle breathing.' "'Here, Michael, encouraged by his success, "'breathed so loudly that they were nearly detected. "'Nana knew that kind of breathing, "'and she tried to drag herself out of Liza's clutches. "'But Liza was dense. "'No more of it, Nana,' she said sternly, "'pulling her out of the room.' "'I warn you if you, bark again, I shall go straight for Master and Mrs. "'and bring them home from the party. "'And then, oh, won't Master whoop you just!' "'She tied the unhappy dog up again. "'But do you think Nana ceased to bark? "'Bring Master and Mrs. home from the party? "'Why, that was just what she wanted. "'Do you think she cared whether she was whipped so long as her charges were safe?' "'Unfortunately, Liza returned to her puddings.' And Nana, seeing that no help would come from her, strained and strained at the chain until at last she broke it in another moment. she had burst into the dining-room of twenty-seven and flung up her paws to heaven, her most expressive way of making a communication. Mr. and Mrs. Darling knew at once that something terrible was happening in their nursery, and without a good-bye to their hostess, they rushed into the street. But it was now ten minutes since the three scoundrels had been breathing behind the curtains and Peter Pan can do a great deal in ten minutes. We now return to the nursery. "'It's all right,' John announced, emerging from his hiding place. "'I say, Peter, can you really fly?' Instead of troubling to answer him, Peter flew around the room, taking the mantelpiece on the way. "'How topping!' said John and Michael. "'How sweet!' cried Wendy. "'Yes, I'm sweet! Oh, I am sweet!' said Peter, forgetting his manners again. It looked delightfully easy, and they tried it first from the floor and then from the beds, but they always went down instead of up. "'I say, how do you do it?' asked John, rubbing his knee. He was quite a practical boy. "'You just think lovely, wonderful thoughts,' Peter explained, "'and they lift you up in the air.' He showed them again. "'You're so nippy at it,' John said. "'Couldn't you do it very slowly once?' Peter did it both slowly and quickly. "'I've got it now, Wendy!' cried John, "'but soon he found he had not. "'Not one of them could fly an inch, "'though even Michael was in words of two syllables, "'and Peter did not know from A to Z. "'Of course, Peter had been trifling with them, "'for no one can fly unless the fairy dust has been blown on him. "'Fortunately, as we have mentioned, "'one of his hands was messy with it, "'and he blew some on each of them, "'with the most superb results.' Now just wiggle your shoulders this way he said and let go They were all on their beds and gallant Michael let go first He did not quite mean to let go but he did it and immediately he was borne across the room "I flewed!" he screamed while still in mid-air John let go and met Wendy near the bathroom "Oh lovely! Oh ripping! Look at me! Look at me! Look at me!" They were not nearly so elegant as Peter They could not help kicking a little, but their heads were bobbing against the ceiling, and there is almost nothing so delicious as that. Peter gave Wendy a hand first, but had to desist. Tink was so indignant. Up and down they went, and round and round. Heavenly, was Wendy's word. I say, cried John, why shouldn't we all go out? Of course, it was to this that Peter had been luring them. Michael was ready. He wanted to see how long it took him to do a billion miles, but Wendy hesitated. "'Mermaids,' said Peter again. "'Oh! And there are pirates!' "'Pirates!' cried John, seizing his Sunday hat. "'Let us go at once!' It was just at this moment that Mr. and Mrs. Darling hurried with Nana out of twenty-seven. They ran into the middle of the street to look up at the nursery window, and yes, it was still shut— "'but the room was ablaze with light, "'and the most heart-gripping sight of all "'they could see in shadow on the curtain three little figures in night attire "'circling round and round, "'not on the floor, but in the air. "'Not three figures. four. "'In a tremble, they opened the street door. "'Mr. Darling would have rushed upstairs, "'but Mrs. Darling signed him to go softly. "'She even tried to make her heart go softly. "'Will they reach the nursery in time?' If so, how delightful for them, and we shall all breathe a sigh of relief. But there will be no story. On the other hand, if they are not in time, I solemnly promise that it will all come right in the end. They would have reached the nursery in time, had it not been that the little stars were watching them. Once again, the stars blew the window open, and that the smallest star of all called out, Cave Peter! Then Peter knew that there was not a moment to lose. Come! He cried imperiously and soared out at once into the night, followed by John and Michael and Wendy. Mr. and Mrs. Darling and Nana rushed into the nursery. Too late. The birds were flown. Chapter 4 The Flight Second to the Right and Straight on Till Morning That, Peter had told Wendy, was the way to Neverland. But even birds, carrying maps and consulting them at windy corners, could not have sighted it with these instructions. Peter, you see, just said anything that came into his head. At first his companions trusted him implicitly, and so great were the delights of flying that they wasted time circling round church spires or any other tall objects on the way that took their fancy. John and Michael raced, Michael getting a start. They recalled with contempt that not so long ago they had thought themselves fine fellows for being able to fly round a room. Not long ago, but how long ago? They were flying over the sea before this thought began to disturb Wendy seriously. John thought it was their second sea and their third night. Sometimes it was dark, and sometimes light, and now they were very cold, and again too warm. Did they really feel hungry at times, or were they merely pretending, because Peter had such a jolly new way of feeding them. His way was to pursue birds who had food in their mouths suitable for humans and snatch it from them. Then the birds would follow and snatch it back, and they would all go chasing each other gaily for miles, parting at last with mutual expressions of goodwill. But Wendy noticed with gentle concern that Peter did not seem to know this was rather an odd way of getting your bread and butter, nor even that there are other ways.' Certainly they did not pretend to be sleepy. They were sleepy, and that was a danger. For the moment they popped off, down they fell. The awful thing was that Peter thought this funny. There he goes, he would cry gleefully, as Michael suddenly dropped like a stone. Save him, save him, cried Wendy, looking with horror at the cruel sea far below. Eventually, Peter would dive through the air and catch Michael, just before he could strike the sea. "'and it was lovely the way he did it. "'But he always waited till the last moment, "'and you felt it was his cleverness that interested him "'and not the saving of human life. "'Also he was fond of variety, "'and the sport that engrossed him one moment "'would suddenly cease to engage him, "'so there was always the possibility "'that the next time you fell, he would let you go. "'He could sleep in the air without falling, "'by merely lying on his back and floating.' "'but this was, partly at least, because he was so light "'that if you got behind him and blew, he went faster. "'Do be more polite to him,' Wendy whispered to John "'when they were playing Follow My Leader. "'Then tell him to stop showing off,' said John. "'When playing Follow My Leader, "'Peter would fly close to the water "'and touch each shark's tail in passing, "'just as in the street you may run your finger "'along an iron railing. "'They could not follow him in this with much success,' "'so perhaps it was rather like showing off, "'especially as he kept looking behind "'to see how many tails they missed. "'You must be nice to him,' Wendy impressed on her brothers. "'What could we do if he were to leave us?' "'We could go back,' Michael said. "'How could we ever find our way back without him?' "'Well, then, we could go on,' said John. "'That is the awful thing, John. "'We should have to go on, for we don't know how to stop.' "'This was true.' "'Peter had forgotten to show them how to stop. "'John said that if the worst came to the worst, "'all they had to do was to go straight on, "'for the world was round, "'and so in time they must come back to their own window. "'And who is to get food for us, John?' "'I nipped a bit out of that eagle's mouth pretty neatly, Wendy. "'After the twentieth try,' Wendy reminded him, "'and even though we become good at picking up food, "'see how we bump against clouds and things "'if he is not near to give us a hand.' Indeed, they were constantly bumping. They could now fly strongly, though they still kicked far too much. But if they saw a cloud in front of them, the more they tried to avoid it, the more certainly they did bump into it. If Nana had been with them, she would have had a bandage round Michael's forehead by this time. Peter was not with them for the moment, and they felt rather lonely up there by themselves. He could go so much faster than they that he would suddenly shoot out of sight to have some adventure in which they had no share. He would come down laughing over something fearfully funny he'd been saying to a star, but he had already forgotten what it was, or he would come up with mermaid scales still sticking to him, and yet not be able to say for certain what had been happening. It was really rather irritating to children who have never seen a mermaid. And if he forgets them so quickly, Wendy argued, how can we expect that he will go on remembering us? Indeed, sometimes when he returned he did not remember them, at least not well, Wendy was sure of it. She saw recognition come into his eyes as he was about to pass them the time of day and go on. Once even she had to call him by name. "'I'm Wendy,' she said agitatedly. He was very sorry. "'I say, Wendy,' he whispered to her. "'Always if you see me forgetting you, just keep on saying I'm Wendy, and then I'll remember.' Of course, this was rather unsatisfactory. However— To make amends, he showed them how to lie out flat on a strong wind that was going their way, and this was such a pleasant change that they tried it several times and found that they could sleep thus with security. Indeed, they would have slept longer. But Peter tired quickly of sleeping, and soon he would cry in his captain voice, We get off here! with occasional tiffs, but on the whole, rollicking, they drew near the Neverland. For after many moons they did reach it, And what's more, they'd been going pretty straight all the time, not perhaps so much owing to the guidance of Peter or Tink as because the island was looking for them. It's only thus that anyone may sight those magic shores. "'There it is,' said Peter, calmly. "'Where, where?' "'Where all the arrows are pointing!' Indeed, a million golden arrows were pointing it out to the children." all directed by their friend the sun, who wanted them to be sure of their way before leaving them for the night. Wendy and John and Michael stood on tiptoe in the air to get their first sight of the island. Strange to say, they all recognized it at once. And until fear fell upon them, they hailed it, not as something long dreamt of and seen at last, but as a familiar friend to whom they were returning home for the holidays. John, there's the lagoon! Wendy! Look at the turtles burying their eggs in the sand. I say, John, I see your flamingo with a broken leg. Look, Michael, there's your cave. John, what's that in the brushwood? It's a wolf with her whelps. Wendy, I do believe that's your little whelp. There's my boat, John, with her side stove in. No, it isn't. We burned your boat. That's her, at any rate. I say, John, I see the smoke of the redskin camp. Where? "'Show me, and I'll tell you by the way smoke curls whether they're on the warpath. "'There, just across the mysterious river. "'I see now. Yes, they are on the warpath, right enough.' "'Peter was a little annoyed with them for knowing so much, "'but if he wanted to lord it over them, his triumph was at hand, "'for have I not told you that anon fear fell upon them?' "'It came as the arrows went, leaving the island in gloom.' In the old days at home, the Neverland had always begun to look a little dark and threatening by bedtime. Then, unexplored patches arose in it, and spread black shadows, moved about in them. The roar of the beasts of prey was quite different now, and above all, you lost the certainty that you would win. You were quite glad that the night lights were on. You even liked Nana to say that this was just the mantelpiece over here, and that the Neverland was all make believe. Of course, The Neverland had been make-believe in those days, but it was real now, and there were no night lights, and it was getting darker every moment. And where was Nana? They had been flying apart, but they huddled close to Peter now. His careless manner had gone at last. His eyes were sparkling, and a tingle went through them every time they touched his body. They were now over the fearsome island, flying so low that sometimes a tree grazed their feet. Nothing horrid was visible in the air, yet their progress had become slow and labored, exactly as if they were pushing their way through hostile forces. Sometimes they hung in the air until Peter had beaten on it with his fists. They don't want us to land, he explained. Who are they? Wendy whispered, shuddering. But he could not or would not say. Tinkerbell had been asleep on his shoulder, but now he wakened her and sent her on in front. Sometimes he poised himself in the air, listening intently with his hand to his ear. And again he would stare down with eyes so bright that they seemed to bore two holes to earth. Having done these things, he went on again. His courage was almost appalling. "'Would you like an adventure now?' he said casually to John. "'Or would you like to have your tea first? Wendy said, "'Tea first, quickly, and Michael pressed her hand in gratitude. But the braver John hesitated. "'What kind of an adventure?' he asked cautiously. "'There's a pirate asleep in the Pampas just beneath us,' Peter told him. "'If you like, we'll go down and kill him.' "'I don't see him,' John said after a long pause. "'I do.' "'Suppose,' John said a little huskily, "'he were to wake up.' "'Peter spoke indignantly. "'You don't think I would kill him while he was sleeping. "'I would wake him first and then kill him.' That's the way I always do. I say, do you kill many? Tons. John had said, how ripping, but decided to have tea first. He asked if there were many pirates on the island just now, and Peter said he'd never known so many. Who is captain now? Hook, answered Peter, and his face became very stern as he said that hated word. James Hook? I. Then, indeed, Michael began to cry, and even John could speak in gulps only, for they knew Hook's reputation. "'He was Blackbeard's bosun,' John whispered huskily. "'He's the worst of them all. He's the only man of whom barbecue was afraid.' "'That's him,' said Peter. "'What's he like? Is he big?' "'He's not so big as he was.' "'How do you mean?' "'I cut off a bit of him.' "'You?' Yes, me, said Peter sharply. I I wasn't meaning to be disrespectful. Oh, all right. But I say, what bit? His right hand. Then he can't fight now? Oh, can't he just? Left-hander? He has an iron hook instead of a right hand, and he claws with it. Claws? I say, John, said Peter. Yes. Say, aye, aye, sir. "'Aye, aye, sir.' "'There is one thing,' Peter continued, "'that every boy who serves under me has to promise, and so must you.' "'John paled. "'It's this. "'If we meet Hook in open fight, you must leave him to me.' "'I promise,' John said, loyally. "'For the moment they were feeling less eerie, "'because Tink was flying with them, "'and in her light they could distinguish each other. "'Unfortunately she could not fly so slowly as they,' and so she had to go round and round them in a circle in which they moved as a halo. Wendy quite liked it, until Peter pointed out the drawbacks. "'She tells me,' he said, "'that the pirates sighted us before the darkness came, and got Long Tom out.'" "'The big gun?' "'Yes, and of course they must see her light, and if they guess we are near it, they're sure to let fly.'" "'Wendy! John! Michael!' "'Tell her to go away at once, Peter,' the three cried simultaneously. "'But he refused. "'She thinks we've lost the way,' he replied stiffly, "'and she's rather frightened. "'You don't think I would send her away all by herself when she's frightened?' "'For a moment, the circle of light was broken, "'and something gave Peter a loving little pinch. "'Then tell her,' Wendy begged, "'to put out her light. "'She can't put it out. "'That's about the only thing fairies can't do.' "'It just goes out of itself when she falls asleep, "'same as the stars.' "'Then tell her to sleep at once,' John almost ordered. "'She can't sleep except when she's sleepy. "'It's the only other thing fairies can't do.' "'Seems to me,' growled John, "'these are the only two things worth doing.' "'Here he got a pinch, but not a loving one.' "'If only one of us had a pocket,' Peter said, "'we could carry her in it.' "'However,' They had set off in such a hurry that there was not a pocket between the four of them. He had a happy idea. John's hat! Tink agreed to travel by hat if it was carried in the hand. John carried it, though she had hoped to be carried by Peter. Presently, Wendy took the hat because John said it struck against his knee as he flew, and this, as we shall see, led to mischief, for Tinkerbell hated to be under an obligation to Wendy. In the black topper, the light was completely hidden, and they flew on in silence. It was the stillest silence they had ever known, broken once by a distant lapping, which Peter explained was the wild beasts drinking at the ford, and again by a rasping sound that might have been the branches of trees rubbing together, but he said it was the redskins sharpening their knives. Even these noises ceased. To Michael, the loneliness was dreadful. "'If only something would make a sound!' he cried. As if in answer to his request, the air was rent by the most tremendous crash he had ever heard. The pirates had fired Long Tom at them. The roar of it echoed through the mountains, and the echoes seemed to cry savagely, Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Thus, sharply, did the terrified three learn the difference between an island of make-believe and the same island come true. When at last the heavens were steady again, John and Michael found themselves alone in the darkness. John was treading the air mechanically, and Michael, without knowing how to float, was floating. "'Are you shot?' John whispered tremulously. "'I I haven't tried myself out yet,' Michael whispered back. We now know that no one had been hit. Peter, however, had been carried by the wind of the shot far out to sea, "'while Wendy was blown upwards with no companion but Tinkerbell. "'It would have been well for Wendy if at that moment she had dropped the hat. "'I don't know whether the idea came suddenly to Tink "'or whether she had planned it on the way, "'but she at once popped out of the hat and began to lure Wendy to her destruction. "'Tink was not all bad. "'Or, rather, she was all bad just now, "'but, on the other hand, sometimes she was all good.' "'Berries have to be one thing or the other, "'because, being so small, "'they unfortunately have room "'for one feeling only at a time. "'They are, however, allowed to change, "'only it must be a complete change. "'At present, she was full of jealousy of Wendy. "'What she said in her lovely tinkle, "'Wendy could not, of course, understand, "'and I believe some of it was bad words, "'but it sounded kind, "'and she flew back and forward plainly meaning "'follow me and all will be well.' What else could poor Wendy do? She called to Peter and John and Michael and got only mocking echoes in reply. She did not yet know that Tink hated her with the fierce hatred of a very woman. And so, bewildered and now staggering in her flight, she followed Tink to her doom. Radio Read-Along is a production of the Center for Lit Podcast Network, featuring weekly episodes from the world's best stories. Want to listen ahead? Find this entire novel inside the Pelican Society at www.pelicansociety.com. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, happy reading, everyone.